everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Last week, you heard just a sampling of the amazing and historical life of a man who has been the confidant of presidents, founder and co-founder of renowned charitable organizations, a New York Times best-selling author that spans 40-plus years, 30-plus books, some of which include Game of Thorns, the inside story of Hillary's failed campaign and Donald Trump's winning strategy, All the President's Children, Triumph and Tragedy in the Lives of the First Families, the Raising of a President, the Mothers and Fathers of Our Nation's Leaders, George Bush, Man of Integrity, and now with his latest, perhaps greatest, just released New York Times best-selling, Inside Trump's White House, the real story of his presidency, my next guest promises to deliver even more of the real story you haven't heard and never imagined and the death threats as a result from those who feared its publication. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony for part two of my conversation with presidential historian and official authorized autobiographer for President Donald J. Trump family and top aides, Mr. Doug Weed. Mr. Weed, Doug, sir, welcome back to Testimony. Thank you, Jensen. Great being with you. Well, it's great to have you. I loved our first segment, so let's get right into your amazing book. Talk about America's shameful secret and how it took a president, Donald J. Trump, to change all that. You know, there's a description in the book about the first day in the White House for Donald Trump, and he's in the Oval Office, and he wants to do everything, everything wants to turn the economy around, wants to create jobs. He wants to move the embassy in Israel. <laughs> he wants to defeat ISIS. He wants to do everything his first day. He's uh, waited his whole life uh, to correct so many of the wrong things. But one of the things that he discovers that's deeply troubling to him is that Americans uh, have been held hostage by governments, even some of our friends, even one of our NATO partners, they've been held in prison all over the world. And they have been left to languish there by two American presidents for 16 years, a Republican and a Democrat. And the United States government's policy was silence. When uh, news media would try to call attention to these hostages, you know, in some cases, uh, there was one young lady who was uh, raped and tortured and eventually murdered. There, there were several men who were beheaded. Uh, when the media tried to write about these hostages, the U.S. government would bully them and tell them, no, they can't, and back down. When the families of these hostages would try to get publicity or help or prayers for their loved ones, the government would try to influence them and bully them into staying quiet. If you want our help, you're going to have to stay quiet. Otherwise, you're on your own. And when Donald Trump found that, he was livid. And it started out with good intentions. The idea was 
if you give a lot of attention to these hostages, it's going to increase their value and more will be taken hostage. But it turned into something much darker where the government was basically covered for doing nothing. So Donald Trump used the power of America's economic might to take some of these countries right to the edge. You give our people back. And, uh, and it worked. Uh, the last week, uh, President of Turkey, Erdogan, took a tour, a speaking tour in Turkey where he mocked President Trump, and he was not going to let Andrew Brunson go at all and assured the Turkish people. Uh, and Trump literally took the Turkish economy right over the edge of the cliff. <laughs> and finally, Erdogan said, okay, 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 you can have it, you can have it. And they let uh, Andrew Brunson go, who I interviewed, by the way. But that was America's shameful secret, as I described it in the book. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to presidential historian Doug Weed on his stunning, just released, Inside Trump's White House, the real story of his presidency. Doug, the liberal media, Democrats, deep state, and even his own party at times, has been relentless, I would say vicious, treasonous, and treacherous in vilifying and seeking to depose a U.S. president the second he took office. And yet, despite unimaginable opposition from every corridor, this president, Donald J. Trump, has accomplished more in his first few years in office than any of his predecessors. Can you expound? Yeah, he's given us peace and prosperity, and that's the gold standard. That's what you want in a presidency, and you know it when you don't have it, and it's terrible, it's miserable. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, it looks like the country gets used to it, and it takes it for granted. It's wonderful. I mean, stop and think. We have 7 million unfilled jobs. That's the population of the state of Indiana. We have 6 million people that have gone off food stamps. Everything that social engineers and the most liberal politicians, Hubert Humphrey, LBJ, everything they ever dreamed of or wanted for the poorest of the poor in America or for the disenfranchised minorities in America has all come true under Donald Trump. Uh, he's the first president in 40 years not to have invaded someone. We invade uh, Panama and we invade uh, Grenada and uh, Bosnia, and Libya, there's always uh, Iraq, there's always someone that we need to invade. But we've had, so far, up till now, uh, almost four years, a uh, first term of a presidency without uh, starting a new hot war. That's amazing. Do you think God was in the electing of Donald J. Trump? Your views? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> There's no question about it. I worked... Uh, I worked in the White House of George H.W. Bush, who served as Ronald Reagan's vice president for eight years and then president himself for four years. And I remember in, in White House personnel, I remember someone coming by and say, you know, when an application comes in here, if it says on the application, Gordon Cornwall Theological Seminary, they drop it in the wastebasket. This is a conservative Republican administration that was really put in power by the votes of evangelical Christians, and yet there didn't seem to be any place for them in government. We had in the IRS, we had complaints that, that the IRS was pulling the tax exemptions for evangelical ministries. 
So uh, there were so many complaints, the president had me look into it, and we found that of the top 300 IRS officials, there was one evangelical Christian, it was a Catholic Pentecostal. I brought him in to lunch in the White House mess and said, why, why is it that this uh, agency doesn't, you know, 40% of the country are born again, why aren't at least 10%? He said, oh, I don't think it's that bad. I said, great, great. So now you got Donald Trump. He's loaded the court, and he has not discriminated against evangelical Christians. Uh, he's, he's appointed them along with every, everybody else. It's true diversity. Amen and amen. Now, you have interviewed all of the Trump children, Donald Jr., Eric, Ivanka, Tiffany. Who surprised you the most and why? Well, they're all fascinating. Jared is just brilliant. Uh, he's strategic in his thinking. Uh, Ivanka is just amazing. She refuses to be bitter. She says that. I will not be bitter. She said, I can't function unless I'm happy. So I choose to be happy. Uh, that was very impressive to me. I was very impressed with Don Jr., who's a leader with Eric and Laura. They're just absolutely darling. And Tiffany has to be one of the biggest surprises to me. She's funny. <laughs> She's very supportive of her father, loves her father in spite of public portrayals. And she's told me the most wonderful story. Do you have time for a short story? Sure. Love it. Well, we were, they were going to Buckingham Palace for dinner with the Queen, and they didn't have a carriage with six white horses, and they didn't have a motorcade. And they didn't know how they were going to get there. They're in tuxedos. They're in all their gowns. This is the Trump family. So they rent a bus van the kind that takes you to your Hertz rent-a-car at the airport. <laughs> they all pile into this uh, van, this bus, and their gangs, and, and they said to the driver, take us to Buckingham Palace. <laughs> We're going to have dinner with the Queen. <laughs> Doug, that is so funny. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug Reed, presidential historian. I have so many questions to ask you in so little time, but here's another one. By all accounts, you are truly America's presidential historian. And yet there are many books already written about our 45th president, Donald J. Trump. What makes your book different from the others? And why, Doug Weed, a hundred years from now, will be the go-to historically? Because of primary sources. I, I had that conversation with Ivanka that led to the writing of this book. I said, you know, Ivanka, in a couple hundred years, when you're gone and all your children and grandchildren are gone, they're still writing books about the Trump family. It will be celebrated through history. But whether you're loved or hated, whether you're seen as the Borgias or the Medicis, or whether you're celebrated like the Kennedys or the Rockefellers, it all depends not on anonymous sources. It depends on primary sources. What you say and what your father says that will define you in history. And someone needs to write a book with those sources. And I would like to write that book. <laughs> amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to internationally acclaimed author, writer, speaker, and presidential historian Doug Weed. His latest number one New York Times bestselling, Inside Trump's White House, the real story of his presidency. You can learn more about Doug Weed's work, ministry, and mission by visiting 
dougweed.com and get his book, get informed, and get the real story from those who have lived it and in their own words, as officially authorized from the president himself, Donald J. Trump. A must-read and heed, and then, yes, believe. Mr. Weed, Doug, sir, thank you again for the privilege and honor of bringing your voice to testimony for such a time as this amidst death threats levied against you and your family. If you dare to publish your now New York Times best-selling Inside Trump's White House, which brilliantly chronicles the first few years of a Trump presidency and exposes the lies, deception, and morally bankrupt agenda of the left while bringing light and honor, integrity, and selfless service of a president and his family, all willing to sacrifice their reputations and their pocketbooks for the good of the American people and the world at large. Make America Great Again is not just a slogan. It's become a reality, and we have our 45th president of these United States, Donald J. Trump, to humbly and gratefully thank, and you, Doug Weed, America's presidential historian, for your sacrifice and brilliance that will be chronicled for generations to come. We thank you, and God bless you. Thank you very much. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.